It's like this little dirty little bass line. I don't fucking care. Can we move on to a new segment, please? Welcome to Just Two Fans, a sports show about sports. Obviously. About life. Because sports are life. And about just whatever the hell we feel like talking about. So, uh, let's go. What is up, everybody? What's up? I'm Jamie Friedlander, that's Eli Johnson, and Chris Burkhart here for an emergency podcast. First one ever. (laughs) I I feel like we've done one before. I don't think we did. I I think we did like early on. Maybe. um, Yeah, no, this uh, this one is kind of one that we need to do, isn't it? Uh, yeah, um, we we weren't planning on doing this, and as the day wore on, it just kind of felt like this needed to happen. And for those of you that don't know what we're talking about for some reason, uh, USC and UCLA have decided suddenly to bolt from the Pac-12 and move to the Big Ten starting in 2024. What? When did this happen? Chris is Chris is That's why you're here. Oh, he's shocked. I thought I thought you guys wanted me to come on because it's the first day of NBA free agency, and that's more important. Uh, false. Anyway, we're talking about <laughs> college football, so I'm cracking a beer. Cool. I don't have a beer, but I do have this lovely. I've been like making myself like, um, I don't like. I guess it's lemonade. Uh, I do like. I got like a, like one of those little citrus squeezers, and I I'm like. Boom, two lemons, two limes, two blood oranges. Nice. A boatload of fucking zero calorie sugar. Zero calorie sweetener. That's the word, nice. not sugar. I throw that down, dude. It's great. It's like having fresh juice every Sounds day. Sounds delicious. It is. It's quite good. And it's, you know, healthy ish for me, right? Like, you know, I'm not like gaining a shitload of calories by drinking it. So. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, but it doesn't offset our beer and hot dog consumption at the Timbers game last night. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there was like, so I was like, when we were talking about doing this, I was like, I don't know if I can. Because Chris and I went to a Timbers game last night, uh, pretty unexpectedly. And uh, I had to like basically go home from work and then grab a bus down to Portland, uh, down to downtown Portland. Um, and I also had a potluck at work today that I had to cook a lot of food for last night. So I got home at like 1030, whatever. And then I had to cook for two and a half hours. <laughs> so, yeah, but that uh, scarf in the background looks dope. It does look dope, doesn't it? Uh, video element coming soon. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so I was exhausted, but then I just took like an hour and a half nap and now I won't be able to go back to sleep, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, this is just a little too big for us to ignore for the week plus that it's going to be until we can record again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so listeners, last time you'll hear our voices uh, for like a week or so-ish. Probably, probably next weekend. Right? Next weekend, yeah. <laughs> it's probably probably when it'll happen. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, this all happened this morning. Like, it was a tweet this morning that broke, and then it just blew up throughout the day. 
and then it was official this evening. Uh, it was it was official before I left work today. It was official. It, it was, was four o'clock. Yeah. Well, that's evening this, for me. It's five o'clock here. But <laughs> true, yeah. true. And this is it's, it's just such like it came on so suddenly and out of fucking nowhere, out of left field. But it, which is weird because I, I read an article today that said that like UCLA and USC have been talking to the Big Ten for months about this. They and must have kept I, this. Has to be one of the best kept secrets in college football history because yeah, it truly like also, feels like the Pac-12 and every school in the Pac-12 was completely blindsided by this. Yeah, and, and like also like the, it's kind of shady. Almost, it feels a little shady. Oh, it feels, it's totally shady. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's no like, doubt I mean, about like, it. You know, the the famously, the Pac-12, ACC, and Big Ten got together over the summer and were like, yo, we're in an alliance against the SEC because they, you know, SEC poached Texas and Oklahoma. And now the Big Ten's doing the same oh, fucking turns thing. turns out that was just a big ruse <laughs> for the Big Ten to figure out who they were going to poach. Yeah, yeah, I guess, but this, so it's like it feel like I was just like thinking about that. I was like, this is fucking shitty, man. And like, I don't know about you guys, but to me, it like kind of feels like the end of the pack, like in general. So oh, it, um, it, it has to it, be. It, well, and like yeah, you know, I was like kind of you know, I was saying that about the Big Twelve like a few like months ago when they lost Texas and Oklahoma, but like, God, it just feels like it's just it's it's over. The thing with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 and why why I think you feel that way is Texas or the Big 12 still has Texas schools. They still have Texas markets. They still have yeah. like Oklahoma is a big college football program. It's not a big market. Right. Mm-hmm. So the big the Big 12 can rebound a little bit from that because they didn't really lose a lion's share of their quote unquote market or tv space they just lost their two biggest schools still a big loss no doubt about it the pac-12 just lost the second biggest market in the country and literally the only thing that was keeping the conference afloat at this point listener you know how um at like the very beginning of this podcast we were very much on the fuck larry scott fire larry scott train um I wish I could double down on that over and over and over and <laughs> triple, over and over. Triple down. I would triple. I would triple down on fuck Larry this Scott. This is one thousand billion percent Larry Scott's fault. Yeah, and and the chancellors and presidents of all these universities that kept him for as long as they did. I, yeah. The blame is abound. It starts with Larry Scott, and it starts with the people that hired him and kept him where he was. Um, and then it's it's just hard to really see where we're going to go from here. I, this is I felt like the dominoes were going to start falling when Texas and Oklahoma left. Right, like that felt like a holy shit. This is the biggest shift ever, and then nothing really culminated from that. We had a few shifts, you know, we had some mid-major teams jump into the Big 12 getting an opportunity, and that was kind of the end of it. This is bigger than that. And not just because we're Pac-12 fans. Yeah. This feels like the uh, end of a Power 5 conference. Yeah. Do you think the Big 12 is kind of kicking themselves right now? Like I, I know they, they, they at the time they, they really did the right thing, right? And get those like good mid major programs in. 
But now they're looking at this going, fuck, we could have had the entirety of the rest of the Pac-12 well, if we would have just like, oh, relaxed yeah. if we had waited. a little bit. Yeah, for sure. If we would have waited like six months, we would have had sure. the entirety of the Pac-12. <laughs> right, yeah. And they still may, uh, right? I mean, we may, uh, who knows what this is going to look like. But the yeah. Pac-12 cannot survive as the Pac-12 now. It just can't. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just... And, like, so there's been a lot of talk of, like, oh, who could the Pac-12 add? Really? Nobody that matters enough. Yeah. Who are we going to add? Here, San Diego right? State? Like, yeah. Like, that's, you know, it's... It, that's the ahead, big, no, that's the biggest thing is... Uh, <clears throat> I, I've joked on this podcast before about how I would love Hawaii in, in the in the Pac-12 because it would... It would help a program that I like, um, and we talked about guy, teams like Fresno's, right? How Fresno plays like a Pac-12 team. They're they're not great, but they play like a team. San Jose is another one. San Diego State, you just mentioned. The thing is, not one of those schools is UCLA or USC. They're not Oregon State or Washington State. That's it. like so they wouldn't be able to fill the shoes of some of the bottom teams in your conference. They're not in Arizona. They're not in Arizona state. Right. So to say, okay, well we just lost USC who yes, Oregon, Oregon fan loves Oregon, never wants to give USC credit, but USC is the pac 12s biggest brand over the last 30 years. Or uh, that's like, indisputable. Right. So you just lost your, 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 your biggest brand. Um, and then UCLA right there, your second foothold in, in, in Los Angeles, yeah, getting any of those teams doesn't do anything. And what you do if you're Washington, if you're Oregon, like you are, you're Gonzaga of the WCC. You're a team that everyone yeah. under, like, doesn't understand why you are playing in this conference that doesn't doesn't match up to you. But you're going undefeated every year, and like you're just, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. And there's so many levels that this is very, very bad. For Oregon, if the Pac-12 does not dissolve, and I feel personally that there's ways for the Pac-12 to stay alive, I just don't think it stays alive and has a future with Oregon and Washington in it. Um, but the thing is, is at this point in time, with the way the Pac-12 is going to be set up, you, everything's everything's toasted because you've just lost so much. And we, we, I don't want to take all the time. We'll get into it as we continue to talk. So I got plenty of ideas of how this ruins a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think I think one thing that, like, the Big 12 was able to do was they're, they're able to add and, like, get to, like, somewhat Texas, get to somewhat Oklahoma in the aggregate, right? They can moneyball the situation. You're not going to do that with L.A. in, in these, like, your you, Fresno. You physically, like, you cannot you can do that. Add, you can add six teams like Fresno, San Diego, BYU. You can't add BYU anymore. Um, Boise State, you can add all these. You're still not going to get to that aggregate with 16 not, teams. Not even with the Pac-16. You won't yeah, even be yeah. in the same stratosphere. Like you won't be on the same planet as you were with USC and UCLA. Yeah, and and so you're like this is this is a crippling bro, a blow. And I, I I do think Chris, to your point, what you're saying is, um, uh. God, I totally lost my train of thought on that. Um, Pac-12 surviving, most likely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to what you were saying about that is, um, like, the Pac-12 probably will survive Mm -hmm. in some fashion, right? But it'll, like, 
you know, like you're saying, I, I could see it like merging with the uh, Mountain West and create like with Oregon State and Washington exactly State. Exactly what it's going to be. You know, something like that and becoming the uh, the so these teams are in the Pac-12, which was formerly a Power Five. I the the Pac-12 will no longer be a Power Five without the with the LA schools, which is yeah, really unfortunate absolutely. to say. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, you know, like I love the Pac-12. Yep, I love the the Pacific Conference, right? Like it's what I grew up with. It's what I've cheered in my whole entire life, and so it's like it's kind of like it was like devastating today to uh, like see that because I was just like, this is we're watching the end of a how how many years has the uh, Pacific Coast or the Pacific Conference been forever around? in different like, forms? We're looking at like yeah, like oh, I mean like the Pack Eight back yep. in the day. My dad was there when it was the Pack Eight, right? Like yeah, you know we're looking at. Probably close to like a hundred years yeah. of a conference that's just going to be like gone. This is this is the most dramatic shift we have seen in college football, right? Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC is not shocking to anybody. Geographically, it makes sense, right? College mm-hmm. football has always been geographical, mm-hmm. right? You have your Midwest Conference as the Big Ten. You got your SEC in the Southeast, your ACC on the East Coast. You got the Big 12 kind of in the middle, and then you got the Pac-12 or Pac-10 or whatever all of these were at their given times, right? And the thing that made college football great for so long is you had these intense, insane rivalries in your conference And then you would take those rivalries to win your conference and move on to the next level, which was bowl games, right? We have already seen the dilution of bowl games take place over the last 10 years. We are now going to see the dilution of these conferences take place over the next five. College football as we know it is going to be unrecognizable in five years. That's what's happening here. Is it going to be terrible? No, probably not. Is it maybe even going to create better football games on a week-in, week-out basis? Yeah, it might. But it's not going to be the college football that we recognize or that we grew up watching. Yeah, like like when like we're talking very defeatist about this, but there are some things that could come out of this, like making college football even better, right? Sure. Like if 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 it, let's say let's say everything dissolves into two super conferences, the big forty and the fucking SEC forty, whatever it is, <laughs> right? Um, whatever whatever it turns out to be. That gives um, everybody a lot of scheduling freedom, and it, it'll be a lot more uniform. Like, we've talked about this, right? Like, how the SEC or the ACC or the Pac-12 needs to adapt to make everything very uniform in scheduling so everybody's pretty much on the same playing field. That would accomplish that. Right. Right? Like, if you have two conferences, there's only so much you can do differently. Right? Um and, and even, yeah, so like I just I, you, right. you look at that and you're like, okay, cool. Um, you know, there's there's other things like you know there's there you said there could be a lot of interesting matchups that come out of it. Um, but like it's just it fucking sucks as a Pac-12 well, fan. It man. just like, sucks <laughs> as a traditional college football fan because, like I said, college football as we know it is coming to an end. That mm. like it's undeniable at this point. You now have two teams that are as as far other than Hawaii, as far southwest as you can get in the continental U.S. playing against teams that are 
potentially 3,000 miles away. Yeah. Like that, you don't get that in conference. Not not in a bowl game, not once a year. We're talking on a, or once every five years. We're talking like annually, potentially having scheduling like that. Um, and, and so here's here's kind of like to, to that, just like to piggyback on that. Um, that doesn't really matter for football, I don't think, as much. Like it does, but it doesn't, right? Because they only play once a week. You can you can you can work around that for football. Basketball is going to be you know not great. Baseball, softball, baseball is going to suck. Softball is going to suck. Like even volleyball is going to suck. Like like these these sports that play two three times a week are fucked. And this like that's so like that's so shitty. It's like, a <laughs> it's a football yeah. driven move that's really going to hurt other sports. I just I, I I disagree. I think you have to your scheduling is just going to be more uh baseball slash NBA style. You're going you're going to see you're going to going to see longer road trips and then longer longer home stands out of That's this. That's just harder for, on for, student athletes who have to yeah. still be going to school and stuff during these events. Yeah, those paper classes that they all take are real tough. The what? Paper classes, come on now. It's a joke. North Carolina, <laughs> come on, Jesus Christ, y'all, get get with me. You know, note note to, note to note to the Just Two Fans community. Nine thirty start times, not tough. prime Little time tough. for these two. I'm just waking it, up. I'm ready to go. They aren't. They aren't 10 ready 50. for this. It they is ten fifty here. Yeah, come on, man. Got, this I is still, bedtime. I still got like four hours right, before boy. I even think about going to bed. Yeah, I came home last night, Eli. Just. I didn't even go to bed till like two o'clock. It's just what I do. Now here's the thing. I didn't either, but I was doing. I wasn't making jalapeno poppers that I'm jealous. <laughs> and of. I had I to be up at six. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I think you're just gonna. I, like I said, I, I I get the the hardness of of that. That's going to be something that's definitely going to have to be uh, thought out. But you're just going to see longer road trips and then longer road stands and a lot a lot more. It's not something that they that can't to go, overcome. Yeah, that has to go into that. But I don't care about scheduling. We're not talking about that at this point. What we are talking about is how if the Pac-12 doesn't do something drastic or Oregon, Washington do something drastic, they are already going to be behind the eight ball and then they're not going to be able to catch up. What this does is it has taken Oregon and Washington and the Oregon states, everyone is taking out the ability to go down and recruit into L.A. while you're down there playing getting recruits to come to those games while you're there. It's also dramatically opened the door for all those Big Ten schools to now try to set a foothold in L.A. that they didn't have before. Um, So now, again, Illinois comes down. They're going to be able to recruit L.A. like they haven't been before. Now, I think as a recruit in Los Angeles, if Oregon State comes down to you or Oregon comes down to you, even though Oregon has the brand right, and then Illinois comes to you, and you look at Illinois and go, okay, well, one of the lower teams in that conference, Illinois, Rutgers, whatever, one of the lower teams in that conference is going to be able to put me on TV in Chicago. It's going to be able to put me on TV in New York City. It's going to be able to put me on TV in Pittsburgh and Philly. It's going to be able to put me on TV in in, in Cleveland. It's going to be able to put me on TV in Detroit. And you're just going, oh, and Los Angeles? Yeah, like the, 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 no one else can compete with that. So now as Oregon and, and the other Pac-12 schools, you're going to recruits that I think would easily be or normally be be more easily gettable for you as a Pac-12 school now become 
infinitely harder to get because the Big Ten is going to be able to recruit them like never before. And then another thing that the Pac-12 needs to get rid of as soon as possible, honest to God, as soon as next year, just can it, is they cannot afford anymore to do Pac-12 after dark games. Because as I text you guys, there is no way in hell that the Big Big Ten is going to allow a Ohio State to travel down to the Coliseum and play a game that kicks at 8 p.m., West Coast time. That's just not going to happen. They're not going to allow even a team as small as Rutgers. They're not going to allow Rutgers to come over all the way to the West Coast and have a game that doesn't start till 10 o'clock New York time. That's not going to happen. And conversely, same with same with USC, right? The, the, so now USC is going to travel to the East Coast. It's like I said, Rutgers is in the New York market. It's going to travel to Beaver Stadium. And there is no more East Coast bias working against UCLA and, and uh, UCLA because they are now going to be in more East Coast television sets during primetime than they've ever been on before. And the Pac-12 can't do that. Oregon can't do that. Washington can't do that. So Washington and Oregon, the two teams with the absolute most to lose in all of this right now, have to figure out what they do. And I personally think there's going to be a continued huge, huge push uh, over probably the next year. Probably not anytime soon, but to continue expansion of the Big Ten. And those are going to be two prime names. But as I talked to you guys earlier via text, Washington is almost, yes, we dog Washington on this show, pun intended. But Washington should be at almost near lock if they continue to expand because of how big the Seattle TV market is. I think one of the Bay Area schools, whether it's Stanford or Cal, needs to be is almost a lock because how big of a TV market uh, the Bay Area is. And that's where Oregon is fortunate that they've built the brand that they have over the last few years because the Eugene market is tiny. And they don't get into enough Portland TV stations to make a huge difference to take advantage of the Portland market, which is not that big when you're comparing it to Chicago and Los Angeles and Seattle and all the other markets I've already said. But you want that brand there. Absolutely. So, yeah, when I was talking, when I was streaming, so right before we filmed, I was streaming on Twitch. By the way, go follow me there. Captain Chaos F5. Come watch me play games. I talk sports while I play. It's fun. My buddy, uh, Renee from college lives in Chicago right now. And he was telling me how it's crazy, how much big 12 branding you see everywhere you go in the city of Chicago. And it's not just, excuse me. Thank you. It's you know, it's big. I meant big 12, 16, 20, whatever it's going to end up being (laughs) how much big 10 branding you see in Chicago. And it's not just Illinois being their local team. It's like, you just see big 10 gear everywhere in a city that big and, joining that conference is going to do wonders for USC and UCLA. So right now that's where the doom and gloom comes in because Oregon and Washington have the most to lose in this. And then the schools at the bottom end are really, really going to be in some rough water. Yeah. I really see this kind of like, like kind of to move to like what's next. Right. Um, uh, like I really see like two real options coming out of this. Right. One is the Pac-12 somehow pulls off this weird Hail Mary where they get like Clemson, Florida State, Oklahoma State, some like just absolute Hail Mary and they poach some schools. I know like it's not going to happen, right? Like uh, this is like a because the ACC has all their schools under contract till 2036. So even if they were to switch conferences, the ACC still owns their media rights. So it's not really going to happen. But. If they were able to do that, that would be one thing that would happen, right? Like, 
you know, you'd be able to stick around if if Clemson and Florida State all join that the Pac-12 for some fucking reason. You know, you you can you can stay afloat. Either that or Oregon and Washington need to be on the phone with each other. They need to be on the phone with the Big Ten. They need to be on the phone with the Big 12. They need to be on the phone with the SEC. They need to be on the phone with the ACC and getting the fuck out. Yeah, and that, and that's that's the narrative <laughs> you're seeing right now. This is kind of like the 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 stepbrothers. Like, did did we just become best friends? Because yeah. Oregon and Washington have never needed each other as much as they need each other right now. Because that yeah, pairing I, can make things happen. Well, it, it's such it's such a logical pairing when you look at it logistically. Like you've got a, a natural born rivalry game, which everybody wants in their conference, right? You want to have a rivalry game. That was one of the problems when Colorado and Utah came over is they didn't really have a true rival. Yeah, so they kind of made it up, and it's still not very great. It's right? terrible, actually. It's a terrible rivalry. Um, and so you have a natural rivalry in there. You have your big market. You have the academics on both schools. You have great sports all around for both schools. They need each other. And then you don't have to like do weird expansion and stuff because you'll have a pair. It makes it they're, they're like, you know, you can maybe say Stanford as well, matching up with one of the other schools. But they the, again, like that, I think that rivalry is a big playing point in that in that matchup because they're such ferocious rifles that uh, rivals that it's. Yeah, like it's just it's just like oh yeah, this makes it's sense. It's natural have, TV. Yeah, it's it's yeah. They have that storyline immediately. They don't have to be like, ooh, it's the Stanford Oregon, and like Stanford Oregon have their history, right? But like none of us, I wouldn't consider them like a rival. Definitely it, like, not. And, and so when if you have if you have that storyline right away, you don't have to be like, ooh, it's it's now it's Oregon and Stanford. They're rivals now. You know, you don't have to do that. It's already there. It's, it's 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 an easy sell in my opinion for these two. You've got one of the biggest brands. You've got a big market, and they hate each other. It's perfect, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't see any chance that Oregon stays in the Pac-12 at this point. I think there's no way that they allow that to happen. Now, I mean, the caveat to that is somebody's got to let them in, right? So the Big Ten could just be like, nope, we're full. See you later. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, geographically, it makes way too much sense for the Big Ten to move to 20 teams and get six West Coast teams. That mm-hmm. It just makes way too much mm-hmm. sense scheduling-wise and timing-wise to make that happen. <laughs> it would be, yeah. be epic. You... you uh... You add six West Coast teams, throw four of your furthest West teams into that division, and then call that division the Pac-10. <laughs> that would be great. That would be that great. Would be fantastic. But the only thing, the only thing that, as I've like gone through this today, the only thing that makes sense to me at all is I think the Pac-12 is going to go away or it's going to be a total shell of itself, like keep two teams, for example. The only the only solution that I have come up with or that I've seen that makes any sense to me at all is Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal move to the Big Ten with USC and UCLA. You've got your West Coast pod or whatever you want to call it then for the Big Ten um, those are th- three huge markets on the West Coast. You got LA, 
you have San Francisco, you got the Pacific Northwest and Seattle specifically on lock if you're the Big Ten. That would that's extremely enticing. On every level, you have three natural rivalries. It's pretty much ready made for that to happen. Then what are the remaining teams too? You have Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State are basically perfectly fit for today's or the future Big 12. Utah and BYU are right there as rivals immediately. Arizona, Arizona State, already rivals, move straight over to the Big 12. It's a natural move. Colorado already doesn't have a fucking rival, so just make them rivals with Oklahoma State because they just lost Oklahoma. You know, why not? Doesn't matter there. Those two moves are extremely natural and seem like perfect fits that can happen pretty quickly. As soon as 2024, for example. That leaves Oregon State and Washington State out to dry, unfortunately. And I just don't see a scenario where those two teams are brought along to either of these conferences. I don't see it. The Big Ten won't want 22 teams. That's an odd, that's a strange number. 20 would make sense. The Big 12 might want them. But again, I think the Big 12, I think at this point with adding the four that I just mentioned would be at tw- what are they at now? They would, they would have they would have four, so they're at they would at this point they would be adding eight teams to um the 10. So they'd be at 18. So they might So they they might might add Oregon State and Washington State if they really wanted to get to that 20 mark and follow the Big Ten's model, right? And maybe be a little less um, swallowable by the other conferences. That's a bad word to use, but it's fucking late. So Um, the Big 12 is at eight after Texas and Oklahoma leave. And they're adding six to get to 14. Is that what... That, that's what's up. Are they adding six? Or four? I think they're adding four. They're, adding, think, BYU, they're adding BYU, Houston, UCF, and, UCF and Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah, so they're adding four. So that, that would put them at, eight, at uh, 18 then with the four that I just said bolting from the... Or at 16. That yeah. would be bolting. So 16's a good number. 18's not a good number. Mm-hmm. So Oregon State and Washington State are kind of left out to dry here. I guess you're saying they're going to the Mountain West at that point. Yeah. But like I said, in our text chain, or... at least they have a chance at a conference title at that point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, both those teams would go into a Mountain West or a WAC and immediately be able to compete. It'd be good for their program. At I wouldn't say it. it'd be good for their program, but I think it's a it'd be a good fit. It'd be a better program. fit. Yeah, it's it would suck for them, no doubt. And I would feel yeah, ba- I, mean, I would actually like feel bad being, for those fan bases. Oregon State being on like the verge of actually being good again, like that, it, it's really unfortunate for them. But, but uh, and Washington State go to the Mountain West. I couldn't give a shit. No, <laughs> I I could not give. It's two probably where they belong anyway. State, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's the only scenario that makes any sense to me in this specific case and where we're at now, you know, as we move towards this two super conferences and who knows when that's going to happen. You just mentioned the problems with the ACC having their long-term deals with their teams. 
you know, I don't know how soon that's going to happen. It does seem like that's where we're headed, but I think that's 10, 15 years down yeah. the road. Maybe I mean, you can even, you can even do four, four conferences of 20. Like that's not, I mean, that's kind of where we're headed. That's kind of where I'm going with this, right? Is, yeah. is it feels like that's where this is headed. Yeah. And if the big 12 wanted to add, Oregon State and Washington State so they could get up in the Pacific Northwest even secondarily and then bring along Boise State and San Diego State, for example. I think you could easily make an argument that that's a decent Big 12. Yeah. And those would be okay additions for them. Um, You know, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal need to be on the phone every day with the Big 10 Basically begging to get in at this point because that's the road to survival at this point. Mm-hmm. If they want to remain relevant in the college football landscape, because you're not going to remain relevant in whatever the Pac-12 is going to be, it's yeah, just well, not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, without the LA markets, the the Pac-12 was already on the downward trend. Um, with Larry Scott, um. And uh, losing the LA markets is it's it's a mortal blow. Mm-hmm. It's a stake to the heart. It's you're yeah. it's done. Yeah. Uh, the Pac-12 is over in less than twelve hours today. Yeah, it's that's crazy, how man. fragile like, that is. How fragile the Pac-12 was. I uh, so one of my coworkers. I, I was texting you guys this. One of my coworkers is a big BYU guy. Big BYU guy. It's not Torsten. It's not Torsten guys. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, uh, Torsten, uh, but shorter and, um, listener for those who don't know, a uh, friend of the show, Torsten is, uh, like BYU uh, Stan, BYU Stan, uh, and like 30 feet tall. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, he, but, uh, I walked in and I told him the news and he flipped shit. He like, he, you know, uh, he was, you know, beside himself. He didn't know what to do. And then he's. He was like, oh, man, maybe we can go get Oregon and, and Washington and Stanford and get them in the Big 12. And I was like, I don't I don't think so, bud. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe. Um, but like you uh, what what odds? I, I told him that there's uh, if if the Pac-12 dissolves and the, the shifts are happening, there's 100 percent of these uh, the Pac-12 being gone. Oregon is 98% chance going to be going to the Big Ten. Yep. Uh, so Washington, 98%. I would even say like Stanford, Cal, 98% Big Ten. Um, and then like 1% in the other school. Right? Like, the, like you split the 2% behind the other three conferences that are that would have that potential. Um, and he was he was pretty dead set. He thinks that the Big 12 could get uh could get some of those uh could get some of these northern schools. What do you, what do you put the percentages at? Um I think the Big Big 10 has bigger aspirations than USC and UCLA and the next target is going to be Washington and Oregon. That's that's my take on this and if if there is going to be movement from Oregon out of the Pac-12, it's going to be the Big 10. I don't know what percentage I'm putting that at. It just, I don't see a big 12 move for Oregon. It feels like yeah. you're going to a Pac-12 plus 
That's just I was just going to say it's 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 a lateral it's very move. lateral very lateral right I mean, Oregon's going to be looking to move up and yeah. that's not a move up yeah it's I mean they're, they're yeah they're doing enough to survive but at that point I feel like you could poach somewhere else and try to keep the Pac-12 alive and you'd be on the same footing really um, yeah that's interesting when you talk just go back a second you're talking about the uh, markets and such media markets and such i just want to point out how insane absolutely insane this is so uh, obviously ruckers covers the new york market that is the number one market in the country they now just took the two la schools los angeles is the number two market in the country obviously illinois gives them chicago which is the number three market in the country uh Penn State is actually sandwiched like right in the middle of Pennsylvania. So you get a little dip of both Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. I don't know how deep they are into the Philly TV market because it's about a three hour drive, but still it's our closest big market. Philly is the fourth largest TV market. So now the Big Ten has the four of the top five TV markets, Dallas being fifth. Now, San Francisco, that's why we talk about the Bay Area schools being logical if they continue the poach. San Francisco is the sixth. Then you have Oh, Washington, D.C. Well, who does the Big Ten have? Oh, they have the University Maryland. of Maryland. So there is another top 10 market that the Big Ten, Big Ten just grabbed. And then from there, you got Houston, Boston, Atlanta, Tampa. But right there, this is where I think it gets really interesting because right there, the 12th largest TV market is Phoenix. And I think that gets really interesting with what they decide to do with ASU. I know you, I do know the other schools seem more logical, but this this move is very steeped in the money that can be made. And there's money to be made in the 12th largest market in the country. Obviously, Seattle is the 14th, but then there's Detroit right there at 13, which, again, they get with both their Michigan schools being sandwiched there right in Michigan. So that t- biggest TV market, they get that pretty f- Pretty interesting what they got going here. Pittsburgh is the twenty so, third market, by the way, which is so, still so bigger than Portland. Yo, um, and this is this is kind of where I was like, I guess I don't know if I was confused or just kind of like thinking about it weird. Um, I got a piece. So you guys, when we're talking going. about okay, <laughs> when we're talking about these markets, right? Um, is that just like general TV market? Or is that college football specific? Market? No, this is these are Nielsen ratings of the largest TV markets in the country. So it's it's based off of like uh, like TVs in homes ability to get viewers on your TV sets. So it has mm-hmm. it's, it has nothing to do with this is the biggest college football market. So blah blah blah. No, this is just the biggest TV market in general. And I mean. New York accounts, according to these Nielsen ratings, is for as for six point four percent of the entire U.S. market. Yeah, so so I guess like I guess what the the, the problem I was having with the, like the markets argument, mm-hmm. right? Because I think a lot of people were like, at least that I was seeing, were like putting it like straight up on markets, like, oh well, you know, uh, this is a bigger bigger market, so obviously they'll go there. Um, but like you know, you got to think about like. Yeah, it may be a big market. Like Rutgers has a big, uh, the biggest market in the country. How many people are actually watching Rutgers? Though Neil- Nielsen ratings don't care. It does not matter. That's what, what, but sell- that's what, what I mean. Like what sells you, what sells you to a to a marketer, and the ability to get money into whatever TV product you're selling is the amount of TV TVs that have the ability to tune in. So, for example, 
rough estimates are that there are 7.3 million TV homes in the New York market. So Rutgers, even if people aren't tuning into Rutgers religiously, I can sell that as a marketer saying, if you advertise with us and you advertise your sports drink on all Rutgers broadcasts, I have the ability to get you into 7.3 million homes. And that's what sells sponsorships. So yeah, it has nothing to do necessarily with how big the team is because you look at Rutgers and you look at Oregon, which one is the better brand? Right. You look at Illinois versus Oregon. What's the bigger brand? Iowa versus Oregon. What's the bigger brand? But Illinois is in Chicago and that has the ability to put you in 3.4 million homes every single week. If every single person tuned in to put that in perspective, Portland is the 25th largest media market with an estimated 1.1 million TV homes. So I can look at Chicago and Illinois and say, Illinois might not be the brand that Oregon is, but I have the ability to bring, put you on three times as many TVs any given game. And that's what sells sponsorships and marketing. That's And that's what this is. because It's just, there's it's a just weird to me because like Oregon might outperform uh, some of these big market teams in their own fucking market. You know, because of their brand. They, I mean, it probably doesn't, but like they could, theoretically. Or, yeah, Oregon has but the brand. that wouldn't matter. That yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, Oregon has the brand and they perform well nationally when they're put on national TV. But if you're stuck in the Big 12, they're like, you. okay, so if the if the Big 10, so I kept saying Big 12, I'm so sorry. But if the Big 10 goes out and expands to 20 teams, right, there's only so many national TV game spots that they can air. So obviously the Ohio States, the Michigans, the, they're going to try to get their main brands out there as best they can. So other teams, as good or not, are going to be relegated to local broadcasts. And Oregon being in or the Portland market at 1.1 million TV households, a large percentage of that, duck fanatic or not, it might be tuning in to Ohio State versus Michigan State in the primetime ABC slot because now the Oregon game is now pushed back to Big Ten Plus that you have to have a streaming package to get into. It's absolutely no different than what the, the struggle Oregon fan had to watch Oregon football games because... Oh, the a- the ABC game of the week was Northwestern versus Michigan State, and now Oregon State uh, or Oregon versus Arizona was only available on Pac-12 Plus, where you had to have a subscription to get the Pac-12 network, and now you weren't even able to watch it. So it, it makes it it makes it harder the more teams you have in the more media markets, because as a, when it comes down to straight dollar and cents, you're going to try to put as many games on as many TVs as possible. Illinois at 3.3.4 versus Portland market at 1.1. Those things, I'm not saying that you're not going to see Oregon games of Oregon's in there. I'm just saying those things matter as a marketer and a TV company. And you got to remember Fox sports has a very, very big stake in the big 10. So those things matter when it starts coming to broadcasting your games, where are my Nielsen ratings? Where are my advertising dollars at? Those things will matter. A little insider knowledge for you listener i try <laughs> yeah it's not good no I don't, I don't know how else to say it none of this is good for college football in my opinion yeah i mean I you just, want to just get the, the skinny really eli the skinny on how important the tv market is the doom and gloom we've talked about is because the pac-12 is losing the los angeles market 
it's not about USC and UCLA leaving as much as it is losing a foothold in the LA TV market. That's the importance of market size. Yeah, it's a problem. I don't I don't know. And then when you break down when you break down fan base like uh where fan bases are located as well. So like in the in the state of Washington, uh the the Washington state fan tends to be fairly based in Pullman. Okay. It's just, yes, there's stragglers, but like the city of Seattle and the state as a whole tends to be dominated by purple and gold, not, not, not the Cougars in Oregon. The Oregon state fan base is very, very centrally located in Corvallis and a little bit more kind of up in the Salem with Salem being close, but Oregon, Oregon absolutely dominates the Portland market. So when we talk about the teams that are going to hurt from this, like Jamie said, like if 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 the Big Ten goes and gets Oregon, where is the just ton of incentive for the Big Twelve to go get Oregon and Washington State when the the mass of their fan bases aren't located in the two big TV markets that you're able to go get those those TV sets into. So of the 1.1 million TV sets in Portland, if Portland is 70% Oregon fan, which is pretty close to what it is, then you're going to tell me I'm selling the Big 12 on my ability to get into what approximately 3.4 or 340,000 TVs. That's that's not selling me on anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I, you know, that again, like when I was going through who's in trouble or whatnot, that's why Colorado wasn't really on my list. Colorado is a bottom feeder program in the Pac-12 right now. They had that one year of good success and a couple years of okay success. It's not like they've been cellar dwellers forever, but by and large, it's been an unsuccessful Pac-12 run for Colorado. They dominate the Colorado market absolutely destroy it i mean you talk about oregon state only having corvallis colorado state has less than fort collins it feels like in this state so Mm -hmm. i'm not worried about like colorado's a natural fit for the big 12 probably shouldn't have left to begin with that is an easy move back in my opinion oregon state and washington state have little to no options it feels like uh, it just if I was one of those fans right now, I can't imagine what they're feeling because it's it's pretty like we t- we're talking doom and gloom for <laughs> no, Oregon and those Washington. Bases, they don't understand. The, That's the, probably true. But <laughs> I'm saying what's coming. Down. I'm saying if me, <laughs> an educated fan, was one of those fans, I would be. Absolutely. I would be just, it's over. Yeah. Well, yep. It's Mountain West time. Yep. On to mid major. Maybe we'll win a conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bowl games every year. Woo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what they're going for at this. I just, I don't know. It feels bad. None of this feels good. Right. Like, and like I said, Maybe we get some positives out of this, right? I'm not going to say that this is the end of college football forever and the, the entire an sport is going away, oh, yeah. but the entire landscape and how we know college football is changing forever. It's done. 
Yeah, like like the 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 foundation of college football has completely shifted. It sucks, and and, and I'm it, I'm not gonna lie, it sucks. I want the Rose Bowl. I'm not gonna lie, I hate having the Rose Bowl be to every other year being a part of the playoff. I think it fucking sucks. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I want the Rose Bowl to be the Rose Bowl because. That's how I grew up watching football. Uh, I mean, the Rose Bowl's gone in the like for now. I mean, after this, the Rose Bowl's gone from what it's been. It's for, gone. It, yeah, it's it's not going to exist. The Rose Bowl's not going to. I mean, it'll exist, but it's not going to be what we know the Rose Bowl as. I mean, uh, there's no two ways about about this. It sucks as a college football fan. Can mm-hmm. we get past it? Can we grow? Can it eventually be good for the sport? Yeah, we can get there. But right now, I'm in mourning period for what I know college football to be because it's it's over with. Yep. The only logical answer is the uh, Big Big Ten goes massive. The SEC goes massive. So then the SEC and the ACC merge. The Big Ten and the Big 12 merge at about 40 teams each. Those are your two main divisions. And you just go full European soccer and you have relegation and promotion. I mean, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that. I also wouldn't mind. I mean, the first step before that is going to be four super conferences. Yeah. I, that's the direction that I, the only way that I see this playing out at all is you have the Big Ten with 20 teams, the Big 12 with 16 to 20 teams, the SEC with 16 to 20, and the ACC with 16 to 20. And there's your four teams in the playoff. Sorry, mid majors, you're shit out of luck. And well, here's the thing that's though if you do at. that, then all those conferences really have incentive to get more teams in those playoffs. And so there's probably going to be more expansion. Right. I think you can get... So if if we're talking to each conference getting to 20, right? So we laid out how the Big Ten gets to 20. It's pretty easy. You add mm. four more Pac-12 schools. The Big 12 needs to add... What do we say? Six more now? Well, no. If they, if they were able to get the, the four that they've already added and then the natural four of the Arizona schools. And they'd be at BYU. 16. They'd be at 16. So they need four more. I mean, you can do it right. You can get some of those like good mid majors. You'd, you'd have to get Oregon state, Washington state, Boise state, and probably San Diego state. Like if you're or, throwing or, out or names. like Fresno state and San Diego. State. Right. Sure. Those, I think those two would probably make more sense. Uh, Boise state, like Boise state has had a good football program, but outside of their football program, they've been, they, that's why, that's why they never joined the PAC 12 when they were, when they were talking about joining the PAC 12 for a while there, is because they didn't stack up anywhere else except for football. Yeah, and the ACC, so. <laughs> I don't know who the ACC could add, but I'm sure they could find. They could add the I think, they're at, maybe. I think they're at 14. You just get Notre Dame to join full-time. Yeah. I'm sure there's other teams out there. I mean, you could throw Navy in there. Navy's a currently a uh, independent, independent right? You know, there's ways to get each of these four conferences to 20, basically get all the contenders from the mid-major conferences into these four super conferences. That seems like the move. Yeah. To make this all work. And then then an an eight-team playoff makes a lot of sense as well. You could have you could even keep it at four at that point. If you if you really if you really just wanted to stick to your guns, like at least four would make sense. 
you could sell me on four at that point. Mm-hmm. I still think it needs to be more, but you could at would, least yeah. sell me on it. I think they would expand it at absolutely zero question because you're no longer yeah, having no to doubt. share share the pie with other conferences. You're going to get more yeah. of your teams in there, so it's going to happen yeah. regardless. And you mentioned teams like Notre Dame and stuff. Like Notre Dame is going to hitch their wagon to the Big Ten as probably as soon as possible because if, if that conference looks to grow. And we talk about media market size and this and that. It's gonna, it's no longer gonna be financially feasible to be an independent school, even when you're as big mm-hmm. as Notre Dame, because the thing, the amount of money the Big Twelve is gonna generate off this, if you ain't getting a slice of that pie as an independent, <clears throat> you're, you're, you are in trouble. That I think Notre Dame's the wild card here for Oregon. That's got to be terrifying. Mm-hmm. Well, like you talked thing, about Arizona being scary. Notre Dame is Notre horrifying. Dame is under that ACC contract. They're they're locked in till twenty thirty six. Yeah, mm. yeah, uh, I a hundred percent they are. They're really? locked in till yeah till twenty thirty six. All the ACC teams currently are are locked into that the grants to no rights. It's, it's like some weird grants to rights or something like that. Um. So Notre Dame's under that until 2036. So really, they're not that big of a threat unless the Big Ten desperately wants them. Oh. Or there's some breach of contract. Yeah. Okay. That grant of rights deal includes language that if the Irish choose to join a conference in football before 2036, they are contractually obligated to join the ACC. Okay, well, either way, so contractually obligated, they still make sense to join because being independent, just I just don't think it's going to yeah, be Yeah, they would just have to join the ACC. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, that, that's fair. That, that's what I'm saying. That, okay, well, that's fair then. Yeah. That still. settles my my mind <laughs> a little. <laughs> yeah. This is terrifying a little bit for Oregon. It just, the uncertainty is unsettling at best. Yeah. I mean, we talked and about like, natural I, rivalries, though. I mean... Take the dip on travel and join the join the ACC. I mean, the Oregon Miami rivalry will be off the turnover. Jesus chain. Christ! Matter, like the tra- farthest travel of any team in the country every year. Hey, I mean, come on! I spent my I spent my entire professional career covering the Portland Trailblazers, which logged <laughs> more miles than any other team in the NBA. It's doable. I mean, it, sure. We have L.A. going to New York. All right. Uh, who the fuck knows what's going to happen <laughs> in college football? Um, I don't know. I said my prediction. That's the only thing that makes sense in my head. Um, I think I think that's kind of the most likely scenario going forward at this point is either the Pac-12 disintegrates or it, it's relegated to a group of five shell of what it was and then like you said, those four schools go to the Big Ten, make 20, then you got the, the South schools go. Yeah, I think, I mean, that makes the most sense to me. God, that just doesn't sound right. It doesn't sit well with me. Pac-12. None as of, a, as, a, as a freaking. None of this sits well, five. Chris. <laughs> Literally nothing that's happening is sitting well. Like, like I said, like it's it's devastating as like a Pac fan, like this is happening. I will say the one positive, if there's any. No Larry Scott. That that was a positive last year, but fuck him ten times to Sunday because he's like we said, he is the fucking reason for all of this. And I am not seeing near enough fucking Larry Scott hate on Twitter today. Not enough. <laughs> fuck that guy forever. Oh, yes. you're not you're not you looking you're not, look, him. you're not looking in the right places, my man. 
I'm yeah, just, like, I've seen it too. <laughs> I've seen some. I'm, there's not enough Larry Scott hate in the world to be enough you know, today. That's a good point. That's a good point. It, it, I cannot begin to explore. Like, listener, I don't think you fully grasp <laughs> like, how bad. I like. Go. What? No, George Reister. We all know him, right? Yes. Oregon yes. Great. He did. He did tweet said. Larry Scott should never be allowed to show his face west of the Mississippi again. If Larry Scott was a plant from the SEC to destroy the Pac-12, what would he have done differently? Not a damn thing. <laughs> a thousand percent true. This is a thousand percent true. Jesus Christ. I can't. I can't even say enough about how much this is his fault. And I'm not. I, we're we're not going to go into all those details. Essentially, Chris nailed it on the head. It's the the absolute disaster that was the Pac-12 network and TV rights is what it boils down to. But he did nothing to fix it after it was a disaster from the get-go. Yeah. Um, the only positive coming out of this for me, if there's any at all, and it, this is like tiny little sliver of hope as my college football fandom is that the chances of Oregon and Colorado being in the same conference moving forward is getting ever increasingly <laughs> slimmer. Yeah. <laughs> so at least I can get rid of that nonsense on a year-in, year-out basis. That's the only... That is a bad positive, but it, it's there. <laughs> it's what's keeping me afloat right now. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, taking some positive out of it is, like, if Oregon goes to the Big Ten, it's going to be a great move for the school and the program. It's going to, like I said, like, we're going to get great football out of all of this. I'm, yeah. it, and it again, we may get five years down the road into this switch. We're like, fuck the Pac-12. This was the best thing ever. Like mm-hmm. that may end up happening. I'm just not there today. That's yeah. I'm first of all, there's today. too much uncertainty. That's first mm-hmm. and foremost, because there is a road. There is a road where Oregon gets just absolutely fucked out of this whole deal. And oh, it is sure. the end of any hope of having a national powerhouse program. There, That is a re- very real possibility as we sit here today. Until Dan mm-hmm. Lanning calls his phone a friend. Says, hey, remember me? I'm joining the SEC, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I genuinely like. I I believe that Oregon's going to find a place to land. Like no matter, and it's what, probably like, going to be the Big Ten. It just yeah. yes, Big Ten sounds. But just even feels like, too I, like I don't, I don't see Oregon getting left behind in this. I, I that's don't a very either. Low, low, low chance of that. But the the chance is there. It's not non-existent. That's what's terrifying. Yeah. And in all of my years of sports fandom, the amount of times that I've had my heart fucking broken, I just don't trust sports anymore. I'll tell, I'll tell you this much, and any listener that we have that is a Husky or Beaver fan is going to hate it, but we don't have any of those, so you're okay. Um, donors matter. Donors still matter. And Big if you, time. You, and if you think Phil Knight is going to continue to gift you Hayward Fields and Jake with centers and... Uh, Hatfield Dolan complexes 
for a school in a Pac-12 that has nobody left in it or a school that gets relegated to the Mountain West, you are sadly mistaken. So if you think Phil Knight is going to sit here and not let Oregon be picked up by one of the major conferences or at least make sure the Pac-12 gets its footing right, I I think you're okay. I think Uncle Phil is going to come through on this one. Yeah. I, I, I do want to uh, go ahead. I'm I'm not saying that I'm I'm thinking that Oregon's through. I just I I uncertainty is not good. I can <laughs> for, tell you don't like for it. this guy. I can tell it's not it's not good. <laughs> yeah, you, and you guys were talking me off the ledge about the abs for fucking three weeks, and I was still freaking the fuck out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, and I told them, to and I doctor. told everybody, everybody, man. I told everybody. Cameron was like, after they won seven nothing in the second game and went two up, up two zero in the Stanley Cup final. He's like, "Are you relaxed yet?" I was like, "Fuck no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to be now. relaxed until that cup is hoisted in the air." When we're done recording, <laughs> I need you to send me your address so I can uh, Amazon you a blood pressure cuff. <laughs> oh, I have one. I never put it. I didn't. I didn't put it on for this. <laughs> um, and today was supposed to be all joyous. The Avs had their fucking parade, and it was awesome. And it was just wrecked by college football being blown to pieces. Yeah. So here's 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 a fun little stat. <clears throat> you may be wondering how how does Oregon stack up if they were to go to the Big Ten right now? Well, if you were wondering that, the Ducks have won their last game against each of these teams. The the most recent game. Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Iowa, USC, UCLA. I'd say they stack up pretty well. <laughs> I would say that's pretty good. <laughs> I just saw that. I was like, oh my God, they have done that. Like the yeah, last but time they US, played. But USC fans would be like, but what's the record all time? From Whatever, like dude. 1950. Yeah. Oh, we were good in the 70s. <laughs> good for you, bud. You know what? I wasn't even born then. Wait a minute. I'm just thinking about this now. Now that USC and UCLA left, what is the most recent Pac-12 national championship? Is it Colorado in 1990? Isn't Washington? Washington. That was 1989. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's Colorado. It's Colorado in 1990. (laughs) King of the pack, baby. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) mountain. You were one. Hey, I was alive at least. At least you were alive. At least you were alive. Yep. Very true. And I was I was I was uh 1 month old cuz that championship was January uh, of uh, 1990. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It sucks. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, here's the thing. Like, people were asking me, and I got this text multiple times today. Like, what are they thinking? Like, money. Money. What do you mean, what are they thinking? They doubled their money. This is is worth hundreds of millions of dollars to them. That's that's what they're thinking. They don't give a fuck about the Pac-12. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, would you? The Pac-12 no, has spent absolutely the last 10 not. years Absolutely, you The over. writing's been on the wall since 2015. We've been sounding the alarms about Larry Scott being a piece of shit for the better part of the last decade. And here we are now finally seeing it just crumble to pieces. It, the writing has been on the wall. It just... Nobody was paying enough attention to it until it was too late. 
It's unfortunate, man. I, I, I think really George really Klyovkov had the potential of being a great commissioner. I, I truly do. But it was too, too late too for late. him. Yeah. yeah, it was too late. I don't, I don't know. You guys have any any other tidbits that you want to add to this? I don't really know what else to say other than it sucks. As a, we we talk about so much on this podcast about how college football is like our life's blood. We fucking live for this shit every fall, and it just feels like it's. Ah, I can't. I, I don't see how I'm going to get as hyped for it this fall. I'll love it. It's going to be college football. It'll be great. Oh, I'm still going to be just as okay. hyped. And it's going to be great, but. Emotional. I love it. You just know it's not going to feel the same the next couple years. When Oregon plays USC, for example, it's not going to. Unless Oregon's joining the Big Ten, too, and we can get into that, then it'll be even more heated. Maybe it'll be better. But today, right now, it doesn't feel that way. We'll see. I just hope that Dan Lanning sets the world on fire so Oregon can go out as the very last Pac-12 conference champion. That would be fucking dope. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be next year, though. Right? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 2023. Oh, well, I don't care. Still light the world on fire and go out as the very last Pac-12 champion. I don't give a fuck. Just do it through any row. Just back to back. That's yeah. the point. Just go out when the bear. God, you guys read into things too much. Jesus Christ. Just listen to what I say. <laughs> oh, geez. College football. Anybody have a buzzer beater? <laughs> no. I don't think. I, don't, I think an emergency episode doesn't deserve a buzzer beater. Fuck and Larry Scott. Closing, that's a buzzer beater. Oh, yeah. Loyal, that's the buzzer beater. Loyal listeners. The Blazers just signed. Gary no, Payton Chris, Jr. shut up. This is not about <laughs> basketball. Hey, that's Pac-12 news. Gary Payton Jr. Jesus Christ, go be. No, that's yes, Mountain West did. news, Chris. Yes, they did to a three-year. That's Mountain <laughs> West news. We're not talking about the Mountain West Conference. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yeah, buzzer beater is fuck Larry Scott. Deuces, bitches. Bye.